Thank you for joining us for today's Practical Living broadcast, and I pray that through this message that you will learn how to apply God's Word and truths to any situation in your life. Stay with us as we discover God's truths that will transform us. As we've been talking about the crazy world that we live in today, well, we all agree it's a kind of crazy world, right? It's crazy in many different ways. We've got global issues that we're dealing with. We've got economic issues we're dealing with, domestic issues that we're dealing with. And then all of us are dealing with our own issues and our own individual lives. And if we're not careful, life can seem very, very crazy for us as well as the world around us. And it's very important that we learn how to actually stay sane in a world that's going crazy. Our world's going crazy morally. Think about just... 20, 25, 30 years ago, the Ten Commandments were honored and respected, even though people perhaps did not always obey them. There was some recognition of the fact that there was a level of morality in our culture, and then over a period of time, morality has ebbed away, and we're moving more toward a culture where there's basically no morality at all. Whatever you feel is right for you, do it, and that's kind of where we are as a culture, and I kind of call our time now an amoral culture, and so it's crazy in so many different ways. And as I've been mentioning over these last several weekends, and we'll mention to you again tonight, the reason this is a crazy world is because, and please listen closely, we are living in the last days. It's very important to understand that this world as we know it will not exist forever, that we're going to come, this world as we know it will come to an end, Jesus Christ will come back again, and we need to be aware of the reality that we are living in days that are numbered, days that are numbered until the great day of the Lord when he comes back again. And that should remind us of the importance of having the right kind of relationship with God. The Apostle Paul gave some words to Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 3. I'm going to read verses 1 and 2. They'll be on the screen there, screens for you as I read them for you. And I want you to listen to what Paul said because there's a few things I want to draw out of this and then give some application for us tonight in this Thanksgiving on this Thanksgiving Eve. I'm reading from the New Living Translation, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. You should know this, Timothy that in the last days there will be very difficult times. One translation says terrible times or perilous times. In the last days, what kind of times can we expect? Difficult times. The actual Greek word that's used there means violent. It means fierce. It was a word that was used to describe demonics, okay, demoniacs, demonized times. For people, notice, please, please notice this. For people will love only themselves and their money. They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to their parents, and what's the next word there? Ungrateful. Please note that. Last days, these are the characteristics of the last days, and ungrateful. They they will consider nothing sacred. One of the characteristics that Paul describes here, inspired by the Holy Spirit of the last days, is that we, as a culture, people around the globe, around the world, as the last days progress toward the last of the last days, people will become increasingly ungrateful, entitled, people who think that they deserve certain things in life, they're not grateful for what they have. It's, a, it's a, an atmosphere, a culture of ingratitude. And so obviously we as Christians need to take the opposite position of that. Instead of being like the world around us, we need to be like shining stars in the midst of a dark world so that if the world is ungrateful, we should definitely be grateful. We should show a world what gratitude really is. And gratitude really is, is, is an action that you take in your life, and it requires effort on your part. You don't, none of us are grateful just by our natures. We have to work on it. We have to do things that prompt gratitude. 
One of those things that prompt gratitude is thinking about your blessings. In fact, the original word for thank comes from the original, actually a word before that, the word think. The word think led to the word thank, one change of a letter. So you can't really be thankful unless you really think about the blessings of God in your life. You have to reflect on the things that God has done for you and the blessings that have come your way. And so I would submit to you tonight that as we think about this Thanksgiving Eve 2023, that we need to think about how can we become opposite of the world because in the last days the world is going to be increasingly ungrateful so how can we be increasingly grateful and to be increasingly grateful requires thinking it requires reflection it requires something very intentional on our part and I want to my first point tonight is just to remind you of the power of gratitude one of the reasons that the enemy of our soul likes to take gratefulness from us is because he understands how powerful gratitude is. This last weekend, I did a little bit of a teaching on this. You'll see a, 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 a little graph on the, on the board. I'm not going to take time on the screen here. I will not take time to go over this with you. It will be on our websites available for you. But I showed you all the different ways just psychologists and, and, and medical professions have, professionals have showed us. We have that on the screen there. Good, put it up, guys. Uh, the little graph there for us, yeah. Uh, have shown us the benefits, the great benefits of gratitude. There's spiritual benefits or mental benefits, physical benefits, professional benefits, relational, social benefits, emotional benefits, all those have, are, are being studied and have been studied in terms of the power of gratitude. It just makes sense to be grateful. And if the devil knows that one of the greatest ways to keep you healthy is by you being grateful, one of the things he will try to steal from your life is gratitude because he's a thief and he certainly does not want our lives to be effective for God or effective for any aspect of the potential that God has placed in us. And so I would submit to you tonight that if you're going to stay sane in a crazy world, you and I have to understand that gratitude is essential for this. It's not an option. It's something that has to be a necessity in our lives. You can't just say, well, I think I'll be grateful one day out of the year. No. It's thanksgiving kind of disturbs me because we're finding even the, the name Thanksgiving being replaced by some other terms now, uh, just like Christmas was, has been replaced by holiday. We're taking words out that have meaning, and so we must recognize the fact that, yes, we do give one day to Thanksgiving, but Thanksgiving should be a way that we live our lives. Amen? A part of what we are because this is a part of what makes you healthy. It's what brings great benefit to every aspect of your life. There is power in gratitude. And so I want to bring us to one basic element tonight of something that we all together have to be thankful for. And there's so many things we could talk about tonight. And I'm sure that you have a list, and we'll have a few moments in just a bit for you to be able to articulate or to write down some of these things that you're thankful for. But I want to draw your attention to one particular aspect of blessing that God has brought to our lives that you and I, especially as believers in Christ, should be extremely grateful for, and that's to thank God for his promises in your life. His promises in your life. Because if you feel like you have nothing else to be thankful for, I want you to know tonight, you can be thankful for the promises of God in your life. See, when we're going through times of anxiety and stress and craziness and the world around us, we need something that represents artillery against these forces, something to, we can use to fight with against these things that come against us. And 
the world that we find ourselves in and all the struggles that we go through in life, we need some spiritual artillery to use against these weapons coming against us. And one of our greatest spiritual weapons that God has given to us are the weapons of his promises. He's given us something that allows us to gain victory and walk with peace through whatever we might find ourselves in, and we should be thankful for that, thankful for the promises of God. And there's a promise of God for every situation and every season of your life. Did you hear me tonight? There is a promise of God for every situation and every season in your life. God has something to say to you about whatever you're going through right now in your life. He has a promise for you, something that holds out hope for your life and hope for your future. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 20 and 21, we find the Apostle Paul describing the power of these promises and the reliability of these promises even today. The promises in this book, this ancient book called the Bible, and he says in verses 20 and 21, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, for no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ, and so through him the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God, that is God who makes both us and you stand firm in Christ. The Apostle Paul says, whatever promise you find in this book in Jesus, there's a big yes in front of it. And all you have to do is add your amen to the yes that Jesus has already provided, that every promise in the book is for you. Are you hearing me tonight? Every promise in the book is mine. Every promise in the book is is yours. These are promises from a loving God to you. The Apostle Peter describes the promises of God this way in Second Peter chapter 1, verse 4. Listen to what he says. And because of his glory and excellence, he has given us. Notice it's a gift. What, what's this gift? He has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. Peter says you need to understand that God has given every one of us as believers in Christ. He's given us this amazing gift. It's the gift of his precious, his great and precious promises. So if it's a gift, if I were to give you a gift tonight that you appreciated, what would you likely say to me? Thank you. Exactly. Anytime there is a gift that we have an appreciation or we value in some way, then because we value it, we're not just obligated to, but there's a desire to respond to that gift with an affirmation of gratitude, with an affirmation of thanks to those or to the one that gave it to us. And so here the Bible says that God has given to you and me great and precious promises. I want you just to imagine with me for a moment that right now sitting in this place tonight or watching online, wherever you might be, or those that are joining us at the Frederick campus tonight, that we would just imagine for a moment that right now God has placed before us and given us this big box and it's a big promise box. And actually it's in a book called the Bible. And he's given to you this, this precious gift called his word. It's a gift given to you. And he says all throughout the book, from Genesis to Revelation, there's promise after promise after promise after promise. And they're great and precious promises. And this is a gift that I've given to you. Here it is. It's for you. What should your response be and what should my response be? Lord, thank you. Thank you. 
And as I mentioned a moment ago and would mention to you again, if you feel as though you have little or nothing to give thanks for, I will tell you tonight, you've been given an amazing gift called the promises of God for your life, and that is enough to be thankful for. No matter what else you may be going through in your life right now, no matter how difficult or challenging it might be, God has placed in your hand this box called the promises of God. It's a gift that is great. It's a gift that is precious. It is a gift that will keep you sane in a crazy world. Because when the world is going crazy, I'm glad I've got some promises to hold on to. How about you? Amen? When the world is upside down... And when wars are breaking out in the Middle East and in Ukraine and perhaps who knows around the world and global issues are facing us and domestic issues are facing us and political issues are facing us and all these things are around us, I'm glad that I have something to hold on to that will keep me sane in a crazy world. And what is that? It's the gift of God's promises to me and my gratitude back to God for the promises he's provided for my life. Lord, thank you for your promises graciously given to me. So here's what I'm going to do tonight. This is all I'm going to do. One objective tonight. I'm going to read you 12 promises from God. Are you ready for these 12? That's all I'm going to do tonight. I'm going to be done. Just I'm going to read you 12 promises from God tonight because I would much rather you hear from God than hear from me. I want you to hear directly from God tonight what he says to you. And if you're not ready to jump up and shout by the end of these 12, we need a resurrection service, okay? You need, you need more than just being in a service. You need God to touch you. Because I'm telling you, these promises are enough to make you go home tomorrow and not just eat turkey, but to give thanks, okay? Are you ready for the promises of God? Now, here's what I'm going to ask you. I'm going to read each, each of these very slowly. They're going to be on the screen for you. All I want you to do is listen as I read them. As I come to the end of them, there's one, one thing I'm going to ask you to do. Can you do this for me? As soon as I read each of these, at the end of my reading of each of these verses, all I want you to do is in unison and in, in concert together to say these words, thank you, Lord. Say it with me. That's pretty good. Let's try it with some energy now. Thank you, Lord. So I'm going to read a promise. When I get to the end of that promise, what are you going to say? Okay, so it's going to be call and response. I'm going to read. You're going to respond, okay? Turn to your neighbor and say, you can do this. Go and tell them you can do this, all right? Okay. Are you ready? I want these promises. I'm telling you, this is a Thanksgiving service, okay? It's a Thanksgiving service, okay? So what better to give thanks for than the great and precious promises of God? What greater... What greater things to give thanks for than the great and precious promises of God? Are you ready? What's your response going to be again? All right, you're good. That's how we're good to go. You ready for this one? Here we go. John 3, 16, listen. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. What a promise. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. You ready? Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. 
Boy, that just, that's a good one, isn't it? Don't you love these? Okay. Anybody remember the old promise boxes that we used to have? Any, any of the old school here today? Back in the old school, my grandparents used to have on their table, they had a little, it was like a plastic bread box. And in them, they had these little cards that had the promises of God. And so you'd sit down and pull them out and read a promise of God, the bread of life. That's what we're doing tonight. We're eating some bread tonight, okay? The bread of life, okay? 1 John 2, 1 and 2. My dear children, that's you, okay? I write this to you so that you will not sin. But, thank God for the but, if anybody does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. He is the atoning sacrifice for our sins, and not only for ours, but also for the sins of the whole world. First John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Thank you, Lord. Boy, don't you love that one? Aren't you glad that one's in the Bible? Okay. What a mess we'd be in if that one was not in the Bible, right? Okay. Isaiah 54, verse 10. Listen to this one. Though the mountains be shaken and the hills be removed, yet my unfailing love for you will not be shaken. Nor my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord, who has compassion on you. Thank you, Lord. You guys are getting good at this. This is great. I might have to do this on a weekend sometime, okay? <laughs> Psalm 103, verse 8 through 13. I should have read the whole Psalm 103. It's beautiful, but let me just read this portion. The Lord is compassionate and gracious. Slow to anger, abounding in love. That's who God is. He will not accuse, nor, nor will he harbor his anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. Isaiah 40. The kids are really loving this. I'm telling you, the kids are loving this. Isaiah 40, 31. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. I kind of like that, don't you? Okay. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Come on now. We're getting, we're getting a little rowdy here. That's all right. Okay. Matthew 7, 7 and 8. Ask. And it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks the door will be opened. Matthew 6.33. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. 
and all these things will be given to you as well. Philippians 4, 13, I can do all this through him who gives me strength. Philippians 4, 19, and my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. And our last one. I love this one. Love them all. Know in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height or, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Again, for these promises, what do we say? So here's what I want to encourage you to do. When you get to a place in your life, you're wondering, what do I have to get, give thanks for? Well, we should always know that there's something to give thanks for. But if you get to ever get to that place in your life where life is hard or difficult, you're not quite sure if you have anything to praise God for, pull out the treasure chest called the Bible and begin to look for the promises of God and realize these are great and precious promises that have been given to me. And every time I read one of his promises, it's hope for my life. And with the gift of his promise should come a really big Thank you, Lord, from me and you. Amen. Let's bow our heads together in prayer tonight. Lord, thank you for your amazing promises to us. Lord, on this Thanksgiving Eve, we come together to just be reminded that of all the things that we're grateful for, we're supremely grateful for your word. We're grateful that you've given us the promise, or many of them that we've read tonight, and hundreds of others that we have not read this evening that are in this book called the Bible. And I pray that every time we read this book, this precious God-given, inspired, Holy Spirit-given book, from Genesis to Revelation, you've said that all these promises are yes in Christ. And by us, the amen is spoken. Lord, let us add our amen to your yes to every promise. And we ask, Lord, that these would become far more precious to us, that we would live by them every day of our lives, we would hold on to the hope that they provide. And Lord, we would always be grateful in the midst of a world that's becoming increasingly ungrateful. Let us hold firmly to your word and to your promises. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name. I would like to close today by giving you an opportunity to ask Jesus to be the Lord of your life. Would you pray with me right now? Right where you are, just simply bow your head with me, and I'm going to give you a prayer to pray, and you can simply speak this prayer out, whisper this prayer out, and from the sincerity of your heart, call upon God, and I promise you that He will hear and answer you. So let's pray together. Start by simply whispering the name Jesus. Let there come uh, from your heart just the declaration of His name. Say, Jesus, I know that, that I am a sinner, that I have fallen short with you. I'm sorry for all of my sins. 
Jesus, I believe in you. I believe that you are God's son. I believe that you are the savior of the world. I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. And I believe that you rose from the grave, that you are alive today. Now pray these words. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Come into my life. Forgive me of my sins. Give me a new start in you. I commit my life to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer with me, I want to encourage you with a promise from God's Word that says that when we call upon God's name, we call upon the Son of God, there is salvation that comes to our lives. He changes us from the inside out, and you become a new creation. All things pass away. All things become new. And that's exactly what has happened to you today. Your next step really is to make sure that you get into a good Bible-believing church. And you begin to study God's Word, get God's Word in you, and to make sure that you get a copy of the Bible if you don't have one and begin to read it. Spend some time every day in prayer. And I would encourage you also to check out the resources on our website that will help you to get going in your relationship with Jesus. You can find them at church-redeemer.org. Get those into your hands. Get started in your new life with Jesus Christ. Thanks again for joining us today. May God bless you, and we look forward to seeing you next time.